Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.04% APR for 36 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschutz, Billboard's Senior Director of Music. What up, J-Dog? How are you? I am very well, K-Dog. How are you? I'm all right. Um, Funny, I noticed last week when I was editing the show uh, that I could hear children laughing on the uh, podcast, and it made me pause and think, wait, are there like ghosts of children inside my house? And then I remembered, no, 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 wait, there's a daycare center behind Aww, my house. That's so, nice. No, it's not, because there's a lot of screaming children sometimes. So if y'all hear some screaming kids in the background, I can't really help it. It's just it's just the way the world goes today. But as always, <laughs> the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and sometimes daycare centers on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Now, today on the show, we've got chart news about Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber's charity single, Stuck With You, debuting straight in at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Plus, how 6ix9ine comes storming back to the Hot 100 with a number three debut for his new single, Gooba, and how Nav nabs his second number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with good intentions. In addition, we'll be discussing Katy Perry's new single and video for Daisies and the news that her upcoming album now has a release date. Plus, Keith, we've got an interview with the incomparable Charlie XCX. I recently chatted with a pop singer-songwriter about her just-released album, How I'm Feeling Now, as well as her thoughts on the return of disco-tinged pop to the charts uh, from artists like Dua Lipa and Lady Gaga, as well as what else she's been up to in quarantine, you know, aside from making a full album that's that's excellent. Right, um, there's there's that, yeah. Yeah, there's that. She, she's up to a couple other things. But first, before we get started, Keith, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never, ever miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, Visit billboard.com slash podcasts. That's plural. 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 Okay, so I'll stop. Yeah. All right. Let's do the chart chat. Uh, First up, on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, it's not often that we have two debuts in the top three of the chart at the same time, but it's happened this week. As Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber's charity single, Stuck With You, starts at number one, while 6ix9ine's Gooba jumps straight in at number three. And in between them at number two is last week's chart topper, Doja Cat's Say So, featuring Nicki Minaj. Okay, so at number one, Stuck With You proceeds from the song Benefit, the First Responders Children's Foundation, while Gooba is 6ix9ine's first release since being released from prison. So uh, bo- both both singles have an interesting backstory to each of them yeah. this week. Um, now, the last time that we had two debuts in the top three was way back in 2015 when Adele's Hello 
said hello to number one ah. hey, on the November 14th dated chart while, oh, hey, there he is again, Justin Bieber uh, saw Sorry debut at number two. Now, overall, Stuck With You drew 28.1 million U.S. streams and 108,000 copies sold in the week ending May 14th in the United States, along with 26.3 million in radio airplay audience in the week ending May 17th, of course, according to Nielsen Music MRC data. Meanwhile, Gooba had 55.3 million U.S. streams. That's a big number. Uh, but just 172,000 in radio airplay uh, audience, by the way, and 24,000 sold. So basically, Gooba was a streaming juggernaut. Radio didn't play it. It sold okay. Stuck with you. Great streams, huge sales, um, and lots and lots of airplay. Yeah, and and you mentioned the, the lots of sales. Uh, obviously, uh, over a hundred thousand copies sold in, in its first week. That's a that's a pretty big number, right, Keith? Yeah, especially you know these days when people generally aren't buying lots of digital tracks or sort of physical singles anymore, if they exist. Um, most people are, are streaming, but there are still singles that are made available and. Here's the kicker. Not only is this a charity single, so therefore there was more incentive to buy it. You know, obviously that helps move the needle. But Stuck With You was also available for a limited time through Ariana and Justin's web stores uh, on their D2C websites, you know, if you go to their official websites, as a signed single. So no doubt, <laughs> oh gosh, a whole bunch of fans uh, turned up in droves to buy signed singles from Justin and Ariana. Never, there's, you know, never a dull moment in the chart world, my friend. And uh, meanwhile, over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, rapper-singer Nav nets his second number one album as his new release, Good Intentions, debuts at number one. Uh, The album actually starts with 135,000 equivalent album units earned. And of that number, 73,000 are in album sales. But if we break down that album sales figure further... Because album sales, is that number also includes merch bundle sales. Basically, all of that number is from merch bundle sales. And by the way, he had 100 different merchandise album bundles available on his web store. 100! 100 different merch bundles! Yeah, so if you were really in the market for some NAV merch last week, man... (laughs) Were you super served? Um, it's it's freaking like merch madness lately, I tell you. Oh, um, hey-o. Hey-o. Uh, it's, it's almost a basketball reference. You should be so proud of me, Jason. I'm very um, proud. You know, the funny thing is, fans always have the choice of buying uh, the merch item inside a bundle on its own for cheaper. So, you know, if you're on Nav's website or, I don't know, any 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 artist that has album merch bundles right now on their web store... If you go to their website and you see a bundle, there's a little description in it that says items also available separately for purchase. So if you see a t-shirt album bundle that looks cool inside an artist's web store, you can find that t-shirt by itself in the store for at least $3.49 cheaper, if not cheaper than that, because we require that the customer can just get the merch on its own without having to be forced into buying an album. But... I think most fans kind of just gloss over this and end up paying more money than they perhaps want to. But I don't know. I can't sort of pull every single fan that's ever bought a piece of merchandise. But it's a crazy, crazy world we're living in right now. Seems like that's that's the next 
next task is to poll every single fan who's bought some merchandise. Maybe that's a poll See we can do think. on Twitter. Like, yeah. vote now. We can do a vote now <laughs> poll on Billboard.com. Vote now. Which merch bundle did you not know about? Or something. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, boy. Moving away from the enthralling world of the charts this week. <laughs> uh, we've got some news on Katy Perry. One of my faves. She dropped her new single and music video for Daisies last Friday and announced that her new album will be released on August 14th. Not that far away. Uh, the album is her first since Witness was released back in June 2017. Can I get a witness? Hey! Um, all right, well, first, what do we think about Daisies? I think I think it's okay. I mean, that, I, I don't mean that, I don't want that to sound shady. I think it's a perfectly fine song. It's, it's a really pretty video. Basically, it's Katie wandering around a picturesque outdoor setting embracing and celebrating her her very pregnant belly i, I think she's sort oh, of full-on naked at one point um Great. yeah the song is definitely not a club banger uh if that's what fans were hoping for <laughs> you know i i i think that this is a smart move from her because you know i think that she's sort of past the point of needing club bangers and you know, this I think is a no a one has odd. ever passed that point, Jason. No <laughs> one's ever passed that point. I I think that this is a, a very strong mid-tempo single. It, it kind of reminds me of Unconditionally from her Prism album. And look, man, I, I had a friend perform Katy Perry's Unconditionally at my wedding ceremony, and so I'm not going to be mad at a kind of return to that sound. Um, All right. Some, well, let me also point out that Unconditionally wasn't really much of a hit either. So. Top 20. Top 20, my man. Um, yeah. yeah. All I right, like fine. it. All I'm, right. I'm down with it. I also want to say that we already got a, a, a pretty great up-tempo pop song from Katie last year in Never Really Over. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I think I, that this is a good pivot for her. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, she's released a number of singles in the past year or so. I wonder if any of those songs, any of those standalone Lucy's, will end up on the forthcoming album or if those were just like, nah, they're just stray cuts. Like, Never Really Over, I thought was good. And it would be sort of a shame if it wasn't on this album, but I sort of understand the artistic you know, intent. Like, nah, that was a different time in my life. Um, well, what do we want from a Katy Perry album? You know, after Witness kind of underperformed, you know, though it did debut at number one on the Billboard 200, it only spent 21 weeks on the chart and fell out of the top 10 after just one week. What is our hope for the new album, Jason? Let me let me tell you, because I, I was thinking about this. I think that the hope is that this album props up the second act of, of Katy Perry's career. And I, I think a good somebody compared Daisies to kind of an, a, an adult contemporary pink song. And I think that that's sort of the best case scenario for this album, which is uh, figuring out what she needs to accomplish, what she wants to say now that she's sort of past her teenage dream prism kind of peak. Um, not to say that, but that's to say, that's not to say that she's past her creative peak. I think that she has a lot still left to say. I think this is going to be a pretty personal album with uh, some reflections on uh, upcoming motherhood and new motherhood. And, and I, I kind of, I'm really excited for this next Katy Perry album. Sue me, man. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Cut to Christmas time, and we'll have the Christmas Lullabies album from Katy Perry. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I can't wait. So uh, I'm I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see what happens on August 14th. Before yeah. that, before August 14th, man, on May 15th, we got a new Charlie XCX 
album. And uh, about two weeks before the album came out, I, I spoke to her about that album. It's called How I'm Feeling Now, uh, which she made while in quarantine. She gave herself roughly a month to work on the album and and a deadline of, of May 15th to deliver it. Worked like crazy, uh, and, and she said she actually enjoyed being uh, in one place and how it was a very ripe time for her to write new music. I, I also talked to her about a couple of different things, including what she's been up to in quarantine, uh, what TV and music she's been into, and her thoughts and how there's been a, a, a slight kind of return of traditional pop uh, to the top of the Hot 100, um, or, or close to the top, I, sh- I should say, in terms of quote-unquote joyful sounds uh, of Dua Lipa and Lady Gaga. Um, so take a listen to my chat with Charlie XCX. <laughs> I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard, pink diamond in the dark, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard, I just wanna go real hard. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Charlie XCX. Hi, thanks for having me. Where are you? Are you in New York? I am right outside of New York. Where where are you? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm quarantining with my boyfriend and my two best friends who also happen to be my managers. So yeah. <laughs> I'm curious as to that moment where I know you were working on music before the entire world shut down. And I'm curious as to that that kind of aha moment where you decided that you were gonna make an album in quarantine, give yourself a deadline. Where at what point did that happen and and why why did you make that that call well so pre-quarantine as you mentioned i was making a different album and i think i say this about most of my albums that i put out but i think the one that i was making was the most pop album that i've made but i know i say that about every album before when i'm writing it but you know this album that i was making it felt very polished and very kind of structured and I wanted the visuals to be really kind of like dramatically like amplifying like a character that I would kind of become and like just it felt like really different from anything that I'd done before and then obviously you know quarantine happened and I was like okay like even though the music's done I don't really feel like I'm in a position where I can create the visual world to go along with this it just doesn't feel like it's going to be something I'm going to be able to achieve like on my own from home so I had already mentioned that I wanted to make two albums this year. Whether that still happens, I don't know. But um, I also wanted to do an album at the end of the year, which I'd kind of begun to speak to Sophie and AG about a little bit. And we wanted to do something in like, you know, a month, two months, like going to one place, like really like shutting off the world and focusing in on like just making music like very quickly and fluidly and like putting it out like quite soon after we'd completed it and so the idea to do something like that was already there so I kind of just thought like once you know the lockdown begun and and I was in kind of that position anyway I kind of just thought like why don't I just do that now um because this time feels very like fruitful for me as a creative you know I enjoy not being able to be distracted I enjoy being in one place I enjoy being shut off from the world really so it kind of felt like a very ripe time for me 
to write something and also like very in my nature to sort of document exactly what I'm going through so yeah I think that's why it happened basically and also like I would have had a breakdown had I not been occupied finally understand finally understand my therapist said I hate myself really bad you tell me it's fine let me cry and hug it out You've talked about balancing recording and writing and making this project with some downtime. Everybody needs that. What are what have you been binging? What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? What do you recommend? I've been watching The Sopranos. Um, oh. I've, never, I've never seen it before. So I'm on season two. I'm loving it. And I've also been binge watching Love Island, which... I'm late on, like, I'm I'm a Brit. I've never seen it before until quarantine. Wow, it's fire. I'm obsessed with it. So I kind of do, like, Sopranos, Love Island, like, get a little, like, dose of each different culture, you know? Listening to... I've been listening to the new Blade album on repeat. I think it's really good. I just saw that Young Lean is dropping his album also on May 15th. I'm very excited to listen to that because I'm a big... Sad Boys, super fan. I've been listening to Rina Sawayama, um, her album. And I'm excited to hear the new 1975. That's kind of it, music-wise. What's What's been interesting over the past, and, and we've written about it over at Billboard, is that we've seen over the past six to eight months a, a real resurgence in kind of traditional pop uh, on the radio where you, you have... You know, Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now becoming a huge hit. Say mm-hmm. So is a huge hit. Uh, Lady Gaga's Stupid Love. Um, I, like yourself, I'm a huge fan of that pre-chorus. Amazing. So good. So good. Have you have you noticed that as well? And, and why do you think the time is right for this almost like disco-tinged traditional pop movement? I, you know what? I never know. Like, I never know. I'm the wrong person to ask because I just like, bury my head in the sand when it comes to that kind of stuff um I'm not sure why maybe I just I just don't know I literally just don't know like I feel like there was everything was so hip-hop infused for so long that maybe like it's kind of fun for it to just be about it being so sugary and pop and happy all of the songs that you mentioned are so happy, you know, like they make me feel happy. Like that Doja Cat song makes me feel so happy. And same with like the Dua song, you know, it's like makes me want to dance. And like, it feels very kind of like, I'm in a like rom-com movie, you know? And I think that's really joyous and cool because I feel like there was like a lot of darkness in pop for quite a long time. Same with Stupid Love. That song is so like joyful. So I don't know why. I'm, I never know why, but I'm happy that there's been a shift. You know, I think that's cool. Yeah. When, you know, whenever this ends and whenever life returns to a little bit of normalcy, what's the first thing you're, you're looking forward to doing that you can't do right now? Like hugging a stranger, I think. Or just like having a group hug with my friends who I haven't seen like physically for so long now. I will look forward to a house party as well. I'm right there with you. It is great to catch up with you. And I'm really glad you're doing well. And I'm, I'm glad you're staying creative and, and putting out excellent music all through this. Thank you. 
Thanks so much, Jason. It's nice to speak to you. Not a ghost here in my head. I will always love you. I love you forever. Even when we're not together, I will always love you. Okay, thank you again to Charlie XCX for taking the time to chat. And again, check out How I'm Feeling Now. So far, kind of the defining pop album of this quarantine moment, I would say. All right, then. Well, as we move away from Charlie, it is now time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 1971... The Rolling Stones' Sticky Fingers album climbed to number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, marking the rock band's second number one of so far nine leaders. Uh, The album jumped from its debut at number 10 on the May 15, 1971 chart to number one a week later on the chart dated May 22, 1971. Now, the much-loved album landed two Hot 100 hits with the number one single Brown Sugar, and the top 30 hit Wild Horses, but you also know a bunch of, the, of other songs on the album, even though they weren't official singles, you know, such as Bitch, Can't You Hear Me Knockin', and Dead Flowers. Um, but the album is also famous, or maybe perhaps infamous, for its album cover art. Jason, do you have the Sticky Fingers album, by the way? I do, I do not. I know that, obviously, I know the, the cover art. I, I do not own Sticky Fingers. Oh, it's a classic, classic album. I have multiple copies of it. Uh, literally, I have multiple, like I have two vinyl. Multiple copies? Send me one. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> work kidding. on that. You don't have to send me one. <laughs> well, so the album cover um, featured a working zipper. Um, and uh, the album was also the first to carry the Stones' now iconic tongue and lips logo. You know, the sort of the red lips with the tongue hanging out. Oh, yeah. Now, the cover was designed by Andy Warhol and features a close-up photo of an unidentified male model in a pair of tight blue jeans I'll let your brain do the rest, uh, with a zipper that actually works. Uh, This was a nightmare for production when they had to make this album back in the day, and there were lots of stories about how um, it was actually damaging the vinyl inside the album itself, and so they had to start shipping the zipper with the zipper undone (laughs) so that the undone zipper, the the sort of the bulgy part of the zipper, would be um, in the middle of the vinyl as opposed to on the actual grooves of the vinyl. The set actually earned a Grammy Award nomination for Best Album Cover, thanks to the Andy Warhol design and the working zipper. Further, the Tongue and Lips Stones logo, which was designed by John Pash, I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly, that logo was the band's then-new Rolling Stones Records label logo. Um, And Sticky Fingers was the first release under that label, so of course it was appropriate that that record would be the first to use that logo. But of course, the logo has since gone on to be identified with the band itself. So there you have it. This week, in 1971, the Rolling Stones zipped its way to number one on the Billboard 200 chart with Sticky Fingers. All right, we've reached the end of our big show, Jason. Uh, any parting words? Not really. Just shout out to your uh, the daycare students b- behind your house. Yeah. Uh, should we go out on uh, something uh, for, the, for the kids or something for us? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do something for us. Let's do, you know what's still a great song, speaking of Charlie XCX? I listened to Boom Clap for the first time in a while. Oh, that's a great one. Uh, great song. Let's do it. All right, see you guys next time. See ya. This must be love.